What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the flipping Made Easy studio in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturge. It is Gooch. It is Dina. We are back. How was your weekend, Gooch? How you feeling, bro? We're good. I'm feeling run down a little bit. I worked a lot. Uh, Yesterday, I just sat in bed all day and thought it would be refreshing to do that, but now I'm just like lethargic. I thought you played tennis. Yeah, well, I did get my ass beat in tennis. I wasn't going to bring that up because it was. Well, well I'm just saying. I always bring the it up. It was worst showing that I've had. But yeah, I went out. That was early in the day, though. So I went oh, out. Okay. So that's played why tennis maybe early, came home, and then laid in bed all day. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, so weekend comes and goes. We did do a little, uh, nice little watch party here at the studio on Saturday. Uh, shout out to those who were here. Uh, it wasn't a big party. I, like, I, like I said, I wanted to keep it kind of small, quaint. Um, so it was myself, Dina was in the house, you and boy and your boy Rob showed up at the end, um, which I'm going to call uh, Chris, Chris Payne, Tommy D. Tommy D brought Fireball like he's yeah, a freaking eighth grader. What is that? Like, come on, just drink beers and that's it. Like, there's no reason to to indulge in, in that kind of If you're going to bring whiskey, bring some Jameson or I, something. I, dude, the hard shit. I just can't do it anymore. I don't know. I I say I can do it, and then I do it, and then I, I regret it like minutes after that. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, had a great weekend though. I think I think it was the weekend that I needed. I felt like it was a nice little refresher. Spent a lot of time with the family, with the kids. It was great. It was fun. Uh, my family mystified at seeing me drink coffee. That was the first time they ever saw it. Um, I, I tried it. My my dad had asked me. He's like, so when you go and get coffee, how are you ordering it? I was like, well, uh, I'll have you know, pop that the only time I've ever gotten coffee, Gooch has been right next to me. So I kind of just like, hey, give me what he's having. Yeah, I want to put a disclaimer. And, but like I said, and I told him, he's like, get it light. And all of a sudden, I got it light. And you're like, we'll make our own sugar or Splenda or whatever. I said, yeah, we did four Splenda. My dad was like, four Splenda? He's like, are you okay? Are you so, well? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you go to, I guess, Madison Square Garden. That was the MSG, yeah, our we second time. MSG. And when you go to MSG and you order a coffee from the Dunkin' Donuts there, you get a fucking gallon of coffee. So for you to actually sweeten your coffee regular, it's four times larger than a small coffee from Dunkin'. So I would normally put in one Splenda. Now this one, it required four. It was a little on the sweet side, but I know that you're a rookie. So I'm like kind of easing you into the coffee world. You, You don't really want coffee that tastes like coffee out of the gate. Little Correct. By little, I'm, I'm, you'll I'm, get there. But my Dunkin' Donuts is coffee, starting to adjust. Dunkin' Donuts coffee is the most overrated coffee in the fucking now, world. Now, is there a lot of hype behind the Starbucks stuff? Every, I hate Starbucks too. You Both hate Starbucks. Yeah, Some people sit in line. Dunkin'. What? It's just more expensive, Dunkin'. Honestly, I think Star- I don't know, man. Starbucks, These lines are ridiculous. I think Starbucks is a better quality bean, mm. but it's a little just. It's a little. Little rough. I would say that we should of- probably uh, talk to somebody like uh, I don't know Eric Legrand. Since today we're going to be talking a lot of Rutgers, Rutgers basketball, yeah. Rutgers wrestling, Rutgers alum Eric Legrand has his has his Believe Coffee in Woodbridge. So shout out to him and shout out to let's make a deal so we can get some new coffee in this house. I mean, what do we got in here? This is like the normal. It's like Mountain Green Fresh something. Where, and where do we I get? Ordered it. But I'll tell you, you got this. that. Yeah. You got that crap. There's another thing of coffee <laughs> out there, but also you go I'm to, not a snob. I have Costco, no idea. What I'm Costco's got you get like ninety things for five bucks. With the little pods. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I get those on Amazon. They're super cheap. But they're good. They're the Amazon, Keurig brand. Keurig. Okay, we're, we're in. Uh, just also, if you're watching this video right now here on a Monday morning, please be sure to like the video. Had a nice little bump ski on, uh, on Friday. We had Kyle in here, and that's up, and it's there's nothing over Kobe. there to shoot towards. Um, but we had Kyle in here on Friday along with Scoop. We had a great uh, view count on that. Over 500 people tuned into that show. Great. Grand, wonderful, so happy about that. But the subscribers went up about 15, so we're now we're sitting at around 736. Um, Tommy D. My mother said never go anywhere empty-handed. Well, fine. Just bring beer like a normal human being. I don't know. <laughs> this fi- I bought Fireball. Like, I, And then by the time me and Payne, me and Payne got a bite to eat at MJ's, by the time we got back, these two were banged up drunk. Banged up. Slaughtering shots. I had my first shot minutes before you guys walked. You got, you were hammered too. I heard it in your voice. Oh, I was tired. For sure. Too. I mean, like, I was tired. I, but I, I did get here at like 12. I don't even remember the second half of Saturday. Well, you Ubered, so I had to like ease up. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm fine. This is fine. I was like, I'm exhausted. When the pay per view ended, I was like, I got to. Oh. I mean, yes, could I have slept on the couch at the studio? Sure, but I'm 36. I'm an adult. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be, you know, I don't, my, my daughter waking up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, where's daddy? Oh, he's just drunk, passed out in the studio couch. Dave is growing up little by little. Your boy's growing up, uh, mom and dad. Uh, but anyway, so we had a good weekend with that. 
So the, the YouTube, yeah, there's a little bit of a more of an echo in this room today. I don't know if you guys can hear that over the airwaves. Probably not. The lighting is different, too. The lighting is a little different, too. We broke up. down the studio on Friday thinking we were getting the desk. Uh, and my uncle, I'm not, this is on me. I should have followed up with him rather than just take his word saying, hey, we're coming Friday. He said he was going to contact me on Friday instead of bring the desk. So we broke down the entire studio, and then we brought it all back in, and we left it like kind of bare bones so it's easier easier to, uh, to make the... Um, make the transition to the desk and the new camera angles and all that good shit can't wait uh so yeah the ufc viewing party was fun we had a good time Payne and i uh rekindled i guess because i haven't seen him <laughs> in 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 years what is rekindled a bad word too no i was just i remember some things now and it was Payne was the star of the show oh my like Payne, he's a funny dude i've known him for a long time yeah, that was my first meeting with him he, first first he had a fucking joke for literally everything so <laughs> i thought i was sarcastic and like oh no i he might be you ain't seen shit you but I, I could be on his level in terms of what i think to myself but i don't say it he fucking doesn't hold back anything <laughs> no, no it's like no, we just no. met hey here's this uh, controversial statement that i'm about to make okay. yeah that's funny chris just said tommy bringing antifreeze and wants to uh, wants to thank you <laughs> antifreeze i don't huh? know why i said it like that either it's antifreeze wow what the what was that about not sure uh, maybe i'm still maybe i'm still feeling the effects uh so anyway that was cool um other things i want to touch on real quick dat chat go check that out great app it is uh social media day today because there's going to be a lot of people talking about kids being able to take their masks off for the first time in two years right so what i suggested is you just shove all the masks up murphy's ass and you know call it a day and if you're timid you can just bring your mask to me or your parent and they'll do it for you but you can't say that on Twitter. You can't say that on Facebook. You will get banned. You will not get banned on that chat. Uh, and they can't expose I you for everything. I wonder if you'll get banned on YouTube, though. Eh, not really. I mean, no, we won't. No, shit. Are you kidding? <laughs> People I've watched on this thing, there's no way. Um, oh, which, by the way, I was watching something with my daughter the other day, and I was like, I was real happy to be home. I was like, yo, you want to just lay down in bed and watch this movie on a thing? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I want to watch. All right, cool. I didn't know what she was watching, so I just laid down, and I was, like, half asleep. I was tired, a long day. I look up, and she's watching, like, the Lego heroes, right? And it's, like, Iron Man and Joker, and, like, she likes that stuff. And I'm like, some of this stuff is cool. Next thing you know, I turn around for one second. I look back up. There's shooting. There's stabbings. There's yeah, that, blood the, everywhere. The Lego, I'm like, ah, That Lego movie is no joke. Dude. It's definitely yeah. no dude. joke. Dude. That is an adult movie. Dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm the worst parent in the world. I was like, turn this off. She's like, but I want. I'm like, are you out of your mind? No way. Or as Chris Payne would say, are you out of your mind? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, oh, also. Coming to the Chop Heads Combat Sports Podcast later on today. We'll get more into it. We'll touch on it today. But we do want to welcome two brand new sponsors, the Dudes Gourmet and the Feel Good Factory. So those guys are going to be sponsoring that show. You'll hear their commercials throughout the network, but uh, specifically our show over there. Uh, great product. Their seasonings. They got the Feel Good Factory was the ones that did the whole CBD thing that I tried the other day. Or not the other day. It was like weeks ago. Um, but yeah, that was an experience <laughs> in itself. They got all sorts of awesome product. You'll, we'll plug them more uh when that time comes but definitely check out chop heads combat sports recording today we'll, we'll dive hard into the the colby stuff we'll talk about aew revolution last night we'll talk about all that good shit um later on today and it'll be released tomorrow uh the next one anybody care no no okay cool because i faded them and of course <laughs> I mean, as soon as you fade the Knicks, they win. <laughs> it happens. The Nets every are below five hundred. I feel the like Nets. That's, that's the bigger news. That here. is the we bigger all know news. The Knicks suck. The Nets. We knew. We knew the Knicks stink, right? But the Nets being under five hundred is topical because they're supposed to be this world-beating team, go right to the championship, and then they make the trade for the quote better player, and that said better player has not seen the court <laughs> at all, <laughs> right? So I don't know what like what people are excited about. Well, when Ben Simmons gets back in the playoffs. Is he going to get back? Well, to yeah, the playoffs? I, that's what they're excited about. If Ben Simmons does play for the oh, Nets, good. In the so playoffs, he's going to come back. They're going to be they're going to be a team that's tough to take out in the postseason because anytime you have KD, you know that's a he's the best finisher in the NBA. I'd say in the fourth quarter, or just the most impossible guy to guard. So you got KD, then you got Ben Simmons, who's terrified to shoot, so they don't really need him to. Well, we don't know about Kyrie yet. Yeah, well, we'll, find, we'll find out. out. I guess we'll find out sooner rather than later. Um, but. We're in a situation now, Gooch, straight up. The Nets might fall hard enough to the playing game. That's where they might fall to. They're under 500 right now. They are inches away from that playing game. So it's like, are you kidding? Can you imagine if this entire season rode on one game? 
you know, for them, the team that was supposed to literally cake I don't walk know. I in don't the know. NBA. How many in, games uh, are left? There's like 15, 20 games left tops. Left? No, there's like four. There's like 12. It's like it's getting down to the like nitty so gritty here. I don't think the Nets are going to drop that much because the teams that are around that spot are also middle of the pack teams. So it's not like some team would have to go. A couple teams would have to go on a run right there. I don't know that the Nets will be in the playing game, but that would be a shitty draw if you got the Nets at full strength. And say you get the one or two seed, and then you got to deal with playing the Nets in the opening round. I would. That's not a great deal, no? Ben Simmons wouldn't be the best player in a, y, a local Y rec league, according to Chris Payne. <laughs> so now he's just now he's going to hammer everything home. He's going to he does want to yeah, segment. So there's 17 games left, Scoops. So. Okay, so 17 for the Nets. Um, and then really, Stephen Doucette saying the same thing. There really isn't a lot of easy wins because all those teams are middle of the pack. So are the Nets. Yeah, but my point being is, and, not so, a lot and a lot of them are home. There's not a lot of easy wins for, in the East right now. But most of the teams that or all of the teams that would be going up against the Nets in that back end of the post, uh, back end of the eight seed or whatever you want to call it, they also have to win games within the East as well. So, like I said, they're all going to be playing each other. It's probably going to finish around where it's at. You might see a couple teams leapfrog, but the Nets, you want to imagine that with KD back now that they're going to start to win a little bit more games. Yeah. But so they we'll lost see. six or seven, so. We shall see, everybody. Uh, speaking of some, uh, what's the Kyle update? The Kyrie update. Oh, Kyrie update. There is, there is no update. There really That's is no thing. update. I think that's more or less stop waiting on Kyrie because Kyrie's down right now. It's more or less the city of New York. So follow that, and then we'll get to see what's going on with Kyrie. Good old New Are York. Are all these nurses going to get their jobs back? All oh, the, yeah, you know, yeah, So yeah. if Kyrie gets allowed back, I mean, I guess that's because the I mean, you're, didn't you're being sarcastic, him. right? Yes and no. Like, I don't think anybody like they're gets not, their job They're back. not going to, but Kyrie also wasn't fired, so he's not getting his job back. He's just being allowed back. Truth. Okay. But remember, he can watch from the stands. Can't play, though. So, with no mask, can't even play. So, I mean, it's if tough, Ky- tough if Kyrie, out there for Kyrie could watch from the stands, how come I wasn't able to without showing my Vax card? You did. You, we were in New York. I understand. But I also had to show my Vax card to get into the garden. So Maybe he's vaxxed? I don't know. No, then he would be playing. I, don't, I have no idea. All I know is that was the that was the joke last week that he can watch the game from the stands, but he can't play in it. So whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Speaking of better basketball, there was some awesome things went down for Rutgers over the weekend. Uh, this will be obviously covered more by, I don't know, Jimmy Palumbo will probably talk about it today. Also, the cross-court cast will talk about it on Thursday. Uh, but we're here to talk about it now. All of a sudden, <laughs> the Rutgers Scarlet Knights have a double buy in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. First of all, why do we need double buys? Is that a thing? Like, why does this have to be I a mean, thing? I mean, it's definitely a thing. I mean, it is one. a thing. I have like, no why? idea what the the criteria is to get a double buy. I mean, Scoop will probably are they, are really that. that. Are they that good within the conference, 12 and 8? I mean, I think their seat is 6. So, 6 gets a double buy. 4, maybe 4. I don't know. I, 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 I was just I, looking I, at the I bracket look at the, I have to it. look at the bracket. I'm sure I'll be able to figure out exactly what's going on. All I do know is that with the double buy, they'll get the winner... I saw the bracket and how it plays out. They probably got themselves an like not easy. Nothing's easy, but like I, they probably could win their first game when they once they start playing. But chances are that next game into like the semis is going to be either Michigan or Illinois or Purdue. They are four. The top four teams get a double bye. There it is. Boom. Done. Dina on the book right there. Okay, so that's, or unless that was a comment. <laughs> <laughs> it no, was the comment. It. Oh, all right. And, and, and a comment simultaneously. Um, but anyway, so shout out to Dina for, for the quick for the quick trigger fingers. Uh, double buy right on the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> double buy right on the bubble. So I want to say, um, <laughs> I want to say, yes, I just lose my train of thought. Yeah, so anyway, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights are looking to make the NCAA tournament. That seems to be a thing, just like last year, which, by the way, I was talking to Jimmy on Friday, and I was like, man, when was the last time Rutgers made it to the tournament? He goes, last year. And I was like, what? He goes, don't you remember like when I first started the podcast, like the hype that was around? I was like, holy shit, you're right. And I, I totally forgot about that. That just goes to show you uh, how irrelevant it was. <laughs> but this year feels a little different. Um, I said that once about my Cowboys, and that turned out to be completely the same. Uh, but this year, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights look to do some damage in the Big Ten tournament. Staying on Rutgers. Um, they're going to play Iowa, most likely. I saw the bracket. I didn't see Iowa in the, on the top. I saw Illinois. I saw Michigan. I saw. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they play because the double bye is is, is big for them. And to, they get I'm to about sit to back. Kick Tommy out of the group. Why? What's he doing now? He's an idiot. Where's Don? Oh, Jesus Christ! All right, well, that's Tommy. Tommy's about to be fired off of multiple podcasts today. Um, but in any event, 
Uh, all right, so staying with Rutgers for a minute. Obviously, it's it's not all good uh, with Rutgers. We did watch the Rutgers Big Ten wrestling tournament on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, our boys, John Paz, uh, losing in the first round at his weight class, and then our newest guy, uh, Greg the Hammer uh, Bullsack, uh, lost in the second round. Um, so unfortunate for them. Shout out to Sebastian. He won his weight class. Uh, no. I, no, uh, he, no, I'm sorry. Rutgers, Rivera won two matches and then had an um, injury default forfeit. But look, I think he had a knee injury going into the tournament. There was no real reason for him to continue and possibly get more hurt. Uh, Nationals is in two weeks, and that's what all these guys are gearing up for. If you looked around the tournament, it was unprecedented the amount of guys that were bailing after losing in the first round. You could wrestle back and earn your place that way, but with a lot of guys that already had qualified for the Nationals, Mm -hmm. there was really no reason. Like, for example, Paz got a, a forfeit in the second round. On day two or the or day one, I'm I'm not even sure how how but it the wrestlebacks or whatever. But the wrestlebacks Paz didn't even have to wrestle, and because of his seating, he ends up qualifying for the national tournament anyway. So all is not lost for Paz. I mean, like he's had a tough stretch of things, but well, you said he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, he might not like uh, to admit it. Yeah, like, he might. There's something off. There's something like, going on. It's there's definitely no something going on. And, 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 and shout out to him for being a warrior and just keep going out there day in and day out and just chugging along, but right? Rutgers, and the Big Ten tournament. You've seen those guys, they're bro. All, they're, yeah, that's the national tournament. There's a couple guys from other conferences that you'll scatter in there, but Rutgers has has the best. Um, Big Ten has by far the best wrestlers in the country. But Rutgers is representing seven weight classes in the national tournament, which is, I think, tied for the most of all time with Rutgers wrestling. I think they did it a couple of years back. But seven guys going to compete for a national title. Uh, Rivera has a legitimate shot. I would say that's about the only guy that has a real chance at, at making waves. Pots How did our boy Van Brill do? Did he win? He, he pinned his guy in the first match and lost his second match. Okay. But Van Brill's a, a real good tournament wrestler. He'll be in the national tournament this year. So good on him and... Good luck, right? It's his final year, so hopefully the seniors could pull Same things with out. I do want to mention as well that there's some um, three Rutgers commits that won their state the state tournament this this year in in New Jersey over the weekend. So we got three state champions coming to Rutgers to wrestle. Yeah, a one three time state champion in Saldano. Wow. Yeah, so he's he's legit, and he'll be wrestling at 197, I believe. Oh, he's a big boy. Uh, yeah, the weight class above Paz. So, so he's replacing Bolsack. Correct. Wow. I you mean, think he's a plug in right away. I do. I nice. do. A guy like As a that, freshman. Right, yeah, he's a three-time state champion. He's coming to make some noise, no question about it. That's that's wow. probably one of their best wrestling prospects they've gotten over the last five, ten years. And that says a lot because they've been doing real good in recruiting. Yeah. No, they've been well, obviously they've also, been on the Also, I'm gonna slide in his DMs and get him some merch. Yeah, baby. Let's, let's do it, go. baby. Look, a lot of these guys are coming on. I know uh Grasso hit us up with another Rutgers uh defensive player, and we're gonna be talking to him too. Like, so it seems to me. And I'm not saying this just to say this, and I know the keep chopping thing, it all kind of coincides, but it seems like we're going to be Rutgers heavy. I mean, obviously, if other schools come on board, great. But I it's want like, I want to represent the entire Rutgers wrestling team. That would be my goal. I know that football is a bigger thing, but right now I think that there's a lot of talent on that Rutgers wrestling team, and they're underrepresented. And they don't state. get enough burn. You're right. They're not getting enough burn. You can't get the radios to talk about them. They're ranked top 15 in the country all year long, and nobody's talking about them. And you got Rutgers basketball, who's they're doing well too. But Rutgers basketball didn't have the season that Rutgers wrestling had, and. When you look at the two, right now the buzz is like how great Rutgers basketball is, and there's a lot of disappointment surrounding the Rutgers wrestling team, which I find a little off because, like I said, seven guys going to nationals. They maybe didn't place as well in the Big Tens, but look, they're kind of new to this whole Big Ten thing. These teams have been going at it for a long time, and I think Rutgers represented themselves well, real well, in the tournament this year. Would you say Rutgers wrestling right now has the most potential to be a national champion over the rest of their sports. No. Honestly, I don't know that there is a... No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about all their sports. Out of all their sports, Who's no. Who's the closest to a, a national championship? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure the field hockey team is ranked in the top five. Soccer, you know, I believe, some, is pretty good, some, too. There's some women's teams that I'm pretty sure are, have done well historically. As far as um, male sports, I would say wrestling is probably their best right now. But looking in the conference, like, are they ever really going to... To take out Penn State, the Michigan. That the, kid is the, huge, by the way. I watched him finally. Oh, Gable Stevenson. Oh, my yeah. God. No, um, no. The kid from Penn State. Which one? The one that was in Paz's bracket. Oh, um, Lee? No, 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 no. Why am I getting this I, name wrong? I'm blanking, too, but he had a double. Anyway, he, had a he lost to a mean. He lost in the final. I know, but I'm saying he Why had a bye. Why can't I think of this I, I, I can't name. think of his name either, but anyway, so Rutgers Wrestling, back on the map. Keep your eye on all of our guys heading oh, into. Oh, Jones. 
No. Brooks. 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 There it is. Brooks. Uh, <laughs> Jones. Brooks. Whatever. Aaron Brooks. Uh, Aaron, wow. Good call. Former quarterback. Stud, by the way. Um, yeah. So, Rutgers basketball, they start their conference tournament, I believe, this week. Yes. No, yes. Wait. No. Oh, yes. Rutgers basketball? Yeah. yeah absolutely. The Conference tournaments are all underway because Selection Sunday is coming next weekend. So that's oh, all got to happen okay. this week. Yeah, so it's all going to happen this week. Big week. Big week for Rutgers, so pay attention to that. Um, and speaking of college basketball, be sure to look on the Chop Sports Facebook page, and there is a pinned uh, post, which is Scoop Espo's big-ass college basketball pool. It's huge. You win a lot, a lot of money for, for you know. $200 a box. $200 so. a box. It is a little hefty. Um, but, again, you could make that back literally in the round of 64, honestly. Like, you can make it all back uh, with some good numbers. Uh, yeah, so Scoop saying I'll be running a pool. Yes, that's my plug for your pool. Um, so, yeah. So, that's well, let's go to back to Saturday, what we did on Saturday night. Colby Covington, victorious, as I predicted. Not as the knockout that I wanted, but as predicted. Colby Covington takes out Jorge Masvidal. Um, this, we'll dive deeper into the entire card later on when we record with Tommy. But this, this card was good. Um, but the main event, it won fight of the night, which I was kind of surprised. Not surprised, but like... I felt like the, the RDA fight could have won fight of the yeah, night. 100% yeah, one hundred percent was the Boy, fight, of the fight, should have been fight of the night. Yeah, but I mean, and it wasn't. But they gave it to Covington. Um, so Colby did great. You know, he did exactly what he thought he was set out to do. All you had to do was take this guy down and just sit there. You know, I know there's a lot of memes going around about Colby just riding him for twenty five minutes, but look, that's, that's the not name exactly. Of the game, that's bro. not really how I saw the fight go down. I do think that Colby was smart. He was very selective with when he was going to stand with him. One Which one was, shot took him down to a knee. I mean, no, he got fucking that, dropped. That was yeah, that was like, a, tr- give that was a credit hard, hard more left. credit to Colby because it was more of a prayer for Masvidal. At that point, he was already gassed, and he got drilled. Uh, Colby got drilled in his chin, but Colby's uh, always shown uh, the ability to weather that kind of deal. With the Usman broke his jaw and he wouldn't go out. So, Colby's a tough dude. He's game. But that was exactly how I said it was going to go. I said, unanimous decision. He's going to just kind of press him the entire time, be selective with his stand-up. But he did well. I I thought he did a lot better than I thought. The fight went better than I thought it would for Colby. I thought there would be a little bit more risk involved with the stand-up. But Masvidal, I got to say, man, looks fat, looks out of shape. I know he's a little bit older. But, dude, you got one of the biggest fights of your life, uh, a guy, a grudge match, and it didn't even look like he trained for that fight. Masvidal, you know, to his credit, after the fight said, like, you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't ready for all that. Like, I gotta stop. I gotta, I gotta do better against these wrestlers. Like, it's not you can't just go out there and expect to be in shape. Running in the on the track is one thing, but you got to get out there, man, and wrestle. You got to. He's got to be wrestling. But at thirty six, it's how hard is it to reinvent yourself against a guy that's been wrestling his whole career? They could fight a, a hundred times. Colby had a full gas tank the whole fight. Jorge looked like he didn't care. You know yeah. what's funny? The UFC put out a tweet like immediately as soon as the like as soon as the horn went off for the end of round five, and Jorge sprung up and was like up on his feet. And, like they're like, look at Jorge, ready to go another twenty five. Like, bro, you just got worked for twenty five minutes. Don't come to me and say all of a sudden you got another win. Yeah, you, was, you ran out of time he, he there, was, bro. He was ready to go shower. Yeah, right. Colby's got pictures it. on the strip. He's got. He's out there with his sister and his team, and like he is the king of Miami. He gets the job done. He did exactly what I thought he was going to do, and hopefully, sooner rather than later, he'll join us on the podcast because that was a phenomenal win for him, a phenomenal win for his career. The post-fight interview, calling out uh, some Louisiana swamp trash in Dustin Poirier. I don't know if that's the next fight they give him. I don't think I, I mean, he might. He can call him out all he who, wants. Who does he want though? Kamzat's now booked up at Burns. I say. What you see out of these guys right now, he's not going to get the Usman fight, right? So what is he going to do? Is there a bigger fight for him money-wise? No. Poirier's down to make some money. The prize fighting is what it ultimately is at the end of the day. If you're not the champion, what are you doing, right? You're going to make some money, and that's what right now Colby put himself in a spot where a couple fights, you you beat Poirier. That's a big win. I know it's not in the weight class, but regardless, this is how the UFC works now. You beat Colby, you become – I mean, you beat Poirier and Masvidal back-to-back, settle those grudge matches with two wins – now you're looking in a much better position to start talking about a title shot. I think that Kamzat gets the next title shot if he beats Burns, and I think he deserves it, as crazy as that sounds coming from me, because I'm typically the guy that says you need to win 10 if other guys have won 10 and don't get the shot. I'm but with you on that. Leon Edwards belongs there as well. So there's a lot of – I guess that's the only other fight we could make for Masvidal, really, at this point going forward is the Leon Edwards fight mm. because of that whole three-piece in the soda. 
<laughs> but you mentioned that they got fight of the night, and I can't get off the MMA topic without at least bringing up the fact that uh, RDA uh, or yeah, RDA yeah. against what was his last name? Moicano, Moicano, bro. That kid for being on four days notice or whatever it was, like that dude. You didn't expect him. a fight to go like that. It's almost as if RDA. And I'm not saying he let the you know the the foot off the throat or the gas off you know the foot off the gas or anything like that, but. I almost feel like there was a complete underestimation of this kid, and he almost he almost got it done. Like he went all the way, the distance fight, five rounds, co-main event. You know, like he looked like shit. I mean, they, they almost stopped the fight three different times. Well, look, I don't think that RDA underestimated him. That dude's just a tough guy. Some some people you have to really fucking knock unconscious, and he couldn't do it. The guy was had incredible gas tank for a guy that took the fight on a week's notice, right. and he really did break RDA's nose. It, it was like. 30 seconds to go in the fight, and that left hand that landed on the bridge of RDA's nose almost changed everything. Like, he literally almost got the finish right there. Closer, just as close, well, maybe not just as close, because he died twice in that fight. <laughs> right? Like, he literally had to get resuscitated. Yeah. <laughs> Payne said, I, uh, I channeled my inner Tony Romo. There was a, I was like, I hope he gets starched. And one second later, Gaga! Gonzo. Yeah, you so, were like, I hope he gets starched. And I was like, oh, it's imminent. <laughs> Bink! <laughs> and that was, that's all she wrote. Oh, man. So, yeah, we'll talk more about the UFC uh, later on today with Tommy and when we record that podcast. Be sure to subscribe to that now. If you're watching this video right now, like the video, subscribe to the network, and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you there. Before we get on with the rest of our show, Chris, you got it? I got it. All man. right, let's do it. All because, right. by the way, you have officially been ranked higher than me in the Manscaped read, according to my own family. Oh, says yeah. your your reads are way better than mine. I try. I, I'm so reserved. I should be more like you <laughs> in this regard. But have at it, bro. Uh, I also got a text message from Ashley on Friday. So excited that I did the read. So now the pressure is on, people. Oh boy! But support for the Chop Sports Daily is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over four million men. Worldwide, who trust Manscaped with his exclusive offer for you, 20%, 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code CHOPSPORTS at manscaped.com. So inside the performance package, you got the lawnmower 4.0, which is by far the greatest trimmer of all time. I didn't nick one booty hole or one nut <laughs> in the entire process last night, and it was last night, so I'm gleaming wow, right now. All right, I'm ready so to go. Are, I, you I'm know ready what? to you go. You did start walking around this office a little bit more. A little, you know. sp a little spring cleaning, little we'll call it. Oh, we got, wow. Spring okay. is two weeks away. Spring so cleaning. It's a fourth-generation it. trimmer with advanced skin-safe technology, so it reduces those terrible accidents. It has a 400K LED spotlight, so you don't cut your taint when you're shaving. And... <laughs> Honestly, don't shave in the dark. Even though it has the light, let's be real, people. Nobody's shaving in the dark. That's for other otherworldly reasons that we all found out, I guess, on Thursday, the taint jungle. So, it also, no, my, my mother hit me up. Dave, what's the promo code? I want to get Jeff, my taint stepdad. Taint jungle. I was like, that's one think, I didn't need to know should, that he you needed think, this you thing. You think we could... Because we got to pick our own promo code, right? So, we might even be able to change it wow, to taint jungle. Wow, taint jungle. Wow, it's taint jungle uh, 4.0. <laughs> So it also does have the weed whacker and the nose hair trimmer for up your nostrils, which I also used yesterday. Uh, I've been sneezing a lot, though. So I was careful. just going to say, does that make you sneeze? It does. Because it's almost blow, like, you have, to, you, know? you have to immediately blow snot rockets directly after using the nose hair trimmer. I, I advise using that one in the shower. Did you like? Did you, sure. uh, did you bl uh, blow your nose and all of a sudden just look like a like a pet, <laughs> like a chia pet, like all just hair? In? Yeah, no, I I didn't do it immediately. I started sneezing and I was like, oh no, what's going on here? And then I realized I blew my nose once and it was full. Of of nose hair, hairy boogers. Nice. <laughs> so I guess this this live read took a little turn, but it, <laughs> the crop preserver and the ball deodorant crop reviver are exactly what they sound like. <laughs> Your balls are tucked down there all day, and it's it's getting hot out. Little by little, it's getting hot out. So keep your balls nice and refreshed and clean. Am I am I missing something? No, no, just a comment. I'm, I'm reading. No big deal. Keep and going. um, yeah, so get twenty percent off right now. Use the promo code ShopSports at Manscaped.com, and um, we're gonna give ourselves a C minus on this. One. <laughs> a lot of interruptions. <laughs> gonna, on Monday. You're gonna rate yourself. Well, that's like okay. Watch C plus. Watch and learn because Dina's got something from Lilac and Sage, right, Dina? <laughs> Well, I sure do. I'm gonna have it as she now. looks for it. She's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Going right back to back on the reeds. I'm gonna well, get in trouble. Well, All by right. the way, before she gets to lie like a sage, Scoop said that the box pool is full, so he must have got the fifty and cut it in half. Uh, so, it looks like Kyle just got us each a box. Oh well, then that 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 made it to fifty. Thanks, Kyle. So, thanks, Kyle. As always. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Tell All me right. you have money without telling me you have money. <laughs> just, I'll buy the rest of the box. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned LEO spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. Their goal is to continu- continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard words. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. Be sure to check them out at lilacsageboutique.com and join their mailing list so you don't miss out on any new arrivals. Use the promo code CHOP10 at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. Lilacsageboutique.com. That is women's clothing. Why, Dave? Why the hell would CHOP Sports be behind a women's clothing line? Because first of all, they're veteran-owned. She just said that, right? Mm -hmm. But second of all, we all have girlfriends. We all have wives. We all have people of of, significance. This is a perfect time. 10% off. Boom. Get it done. So thank you, Dina, for that. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. So how about a little update ski? You knew that was coming uh, with the MLB lockout because why not? Because it's every day there's something else. The cool thing was, that they met on a Sunday, right? And I was like, wow, this could, something could get done. Nothing got done. Um, there's a couple of rules that might go into place starting in 2023. And it was a little alarming uh, to see that they're going to try to ban the shift. I am all for this because I hate the shift, but imagine being a baseball player who has to deal with the shift. You said, who was it, Votto? Uh, Gallo. Gallo. What did he say again? He said that he doesn't mind the shift in the infield, but stop putting a fourth outfielder out there into short right field and taking away base hits. People want to say bunt down the line. I say, yeah, definitely. You but could, but nobody seems day, to do that. Don't know why. You could shift the infielders, and there'll still be the bunt down the line there. But when you rope one to short right field, and it's like on a line, and you one hop, and it's an easy out at first base, I do agree with him on that. I don't think they should get rid of the shift, though. I think they should alter what teams are allowed to do because it does add an element of the game where the hitter should be able to adjust to that. But, like I said, I maybe agree with you got to keep people in the infield. So if you so want to stay move on the field wherever they the are, dirt. you got to keep the outfield where they're start in on the, the dirt. Correct? Well, I don't know because a lot of teams don't have dirt. In the, in the, it's not like a... It's just what like team doesn't have dirt? Most. So... What? <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, it's it's a little bit you'll 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 see what I'm talking about. Like the bases have the dirt sometimes and there's like a grass infield. So I guess you could stay There's not a lot of them. No, no, I get what you're saying now though. I was kind of right. not understanding exactly what you were right. saying. You know but no. I mean. There's like a, there's you, a line. There's you can't line. keep them on the dirt because like infield back is on the grass sometimes. Like you there has to be a, a fake line or something drawn where like, like what they did for hockey when the like Brodor kept coming out of the crease. You don't know what I'm talking about, but like when he kept coming out of the crease and playing the, the puck at the other side almost. But now they have a he- uh, yeah, hexagon, but you can't, something to that effect, you can't or you can't the, go out of side you of can't a go, line. You can't make it be on the dirt because if there's in double play depth, sometimes people play on the grass anyway, so no. But we'll see. I didn't really read too in-depth about what they were actually doing with the new rule changes. You said it was 2023. That kind of sucks for the players this year, if there even is a season this year. Uh, yeah, well, it's, getting, it's getting kind of... Uh, and getting, no, bigger bases, bigger bases is straight up an injury situation. It's avoiding just injuries. Do the, just do a bigger first base and third base. No, just first base. Just like do a double base like they do in uh, See, so- this softball. Count this as one of the things that nobody at all should care about. Okay, I'll, I'll put it, that on that list. Yeah, like okay. nobody should care about this except for the players. This has a zero effect on the game. My, Hawaii Mike coming out. Put lines all over the field. Make guys wear color-coded cleats so we know where they can stand. I mean, it, it's going to get so dumb. I, I I don't like the shift specifically because some of these guys are so egotistical that they're like, they get up there, they see the shift, they're like, I'm going to beat it anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find the gap. No, you won't. I saw a stat <laughs> yesterday that... College baseball, across college baseball right now, the, the batting average is like 535. We're bunched down the line against the shift. So we start to see the youth start to do things, and that's what it's going to be. You can't reteach it. I mean, you should be able to if you're a major league hitter, but guys can't bunt because they haven't been asked to bunt in their lives at this point. If you're a power-hitting first baseman, it's not easy to lay down a bunt. And I know that some people are going to bash me for saying, like, no, oh, you're no, a major you're league right. hitter. But, look, if it was that easy, trust me, these guys would be doing it. 
there is zero confidence in some of these guys when it comes to laying down a bunt because they just have never done it their whole career. If you're a 250-pound lefty, you're not bunting. You weren't bunting in high school. You're not moving runners right. over. Like, you're up there to mash the ball. Rick, right. you can't expect a guy to start doing that against the best pitching in the world. It's just a lot easier said than done. Yeah, Chris just said, if your third baseman is playing shallow center on a lefty, bunt for a double. If you're fast enough, you know, like, shit, mow down the line and go. That's, I've always said that, but I just, uh, like I said, I think these guys got too big of egos to try to, to it's, try it's, to it's play It's one of those things ball. where it's very easy for fans to sit here and say it, but, like, how many fans are smarter than all 30 Major League Baseball managers? Because if it was such a guarantee, trust me, they would be calling for it. That's yeah. just a fact. Um, there was, all right, so there's another topic on this. And it's the, the, the threshold with the, with the tax, right? Which, by the way, I learned that the threshold with the tax is severe, right? It is nasty when you get over the, the tax threshold. They're pitching it to do a 238 in the first year and then go all the way up to 263. I don't know if you know this, Gooch, or, or you get the sense that I'm sensing here. This, this tax threshold... There's only like two or three teams in baseball that decided to surpass it and say, I don't give a fuck. You know, like I'm going to pass it. But it's essentially looking like there is a salary cap in baseball there, because you don't want to get over this there, threshold. That's always been I've, – I have a decent understanding as to how this works, and yeah, and it's exponential. So the penalties for going over the, the cap, like you eventually, which the Yankees did right before they got The judged, Dodgers like, did easily. Right at the end of the Jeter run. In the beginning of the Aaron Judge run, like those young guys came up when Aaron Judge hit all those bombs and Sanchez hit like 20 home runs in the half a season, in the mm -hmm. second half of the season. That was pretty much them saying, like, we're going to get under their luxury tax. We're going to bring some of these young guys up and they managed to do it. They've also stayed under for a decent amount of time now. Um, it's time to change that. It is. <laughs> because we need some guys in New York. But it's all about getting the right guys because you could be over the luxury tax and like guys like Stanton, guys like Cole, like most likely the back end of their contracts is really going to affect us negatively and impact the ability to sign newer guys. So it's another thing that's crazy is that the owners want the luxury tax because it drives the salaries down. So you got to, it's like just a built in thing where, and yeah, you, and, you can't have teams going over because it's like, Oh, but the fact that there's no floor, is crazy because you got teams like Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, teams that haven't been relevant basically ever, right? And, you know, Marlins obviously won the World Series in like early 2000s, but like those teams aren't relevant anymore, right? So here's the here's a fun fact: all the profit sharing is going into the pockets of the owners, yeah. and the owners aren't playing players. So where the fuck is the money going? That's the gripe that some of these players have. And then not to mention they're getting subsidized billion-dollar deals for their stadiums in the cities. It's like you're, you're subsidizing, yeah. subsidizing a billion-dollar deal for a billionaire. By not putting a floor, by not saying, hey, Marlins, cool story, you still have to spend $25 million on your on your roster. There's, there's that cases, would equal there's the cases playing field. scattered throughout the league, and I'm sure a lot of people that have been following that are in Chop Sports sees my, Hawaii Mike's daily baseball post. There was one that I found intriguing with uh, Pete Alonzo and how the, the Major League Baseball Players Association is actually bringing his case to the table when it comes to the negotiations to try and like get something changed about his contract specifically. What's his contract? Pointing it out, the fact that He's making under under about nine hundred thousand, or about a little over a million dollars. I know there's arbitration numbers involved, but it's basically service time. Like he's not going to be eligible to really get paid until he's thirty one. You know, the wrong side of thirty to hit free agency, as far as I see. Why is that a thing? Because the Mets were middling for a long time, and Pete Lonzo, the fans were probably calling for him to be brought up for two so years. So they left him down in the minors. For two years beforehand, so now he's... Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, then, yes. Then I'm team, I'm team Polar Bear. You know what I mean? I am team Alonzo on that side. But it, it's, it's, it's rough, man. The Baseball service time issue, I think, is the biggest issue by far because it really affects the player's ability to capitalize on their prime in most cases in baseball. So would you say that that's the same thing as like the NBA adjusting their thing where Zion or somebody big is a one and done because they want to capitalize yeah. on their youth, yeah. right? And that's allowed. Same thing. Well, well, football, you have to play one until your junior year, right? Yeah, you can't but that's leave a different that. na the nature of football. You need that. Different beast, fine. But baseball should be the same thing. If you're drafted by an MLB team at 17, you know, or 16. Some Dominguez got into the contract at 16. You know, he got a signing bonus for like five mil just to, just to yeah, be there. Yeah, but that's it's fucking insane. Like, that's nuts. Would have never plays a day a in his life. Bonus, but you, you're, when you're that good that early. I mean, yeah. sure. But I'm saying like, if you get a, a major league contract, it should be in the, in the context of that contract saying like, you will spend two 
minimum two, maximum two in the minors before you're brought up. Well, and then no, you're 19 it's, it's and you can get brought up. That. It's not about that. It's more or less about the fact that guys are ready to be brought up. They're major league ready, but the team isn't major league ready. Financially. To, they're not ready to compete in the majors, and they're no, there's no reason to bring this guy up just yet because you're not going to win much games. So you'll bring him up and tease him to the fans, right. watch him do a little bit, and then send him back down before he reaches that service time number, which I believe in baseball is 131 at-bats or 51 innings pitched. Well, isn't there also a uh, like a, a number, like the amount of times you can send somebody back down? Yeah, right? There's yeah, only you, you run out of options, and options, that happens right. a lot, and then you become a free agent, right? essentially. So there are ways to get around this, uh, but Alonzo's a really significant example of how this is corrupt and sucks. But you're also seeing a lot of guys get like How to not free, hit free agency when by you hit 30? A, when you, ha you have a lot of Nuts. bad back-end contracts because you get guys like... Let's say I'm 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 not really even going to be able to give an example, but we'll just use Stanton as one, okay. right? Stanton signing that deal at probably 28, 29 years old. You get a 10 year deal. Stanton getting a 10 year deal at that age to me, it's bad business for baseball because they're keeping him down so long that it's like you should have been giving this guy his contract a little bit earlier. So the end of the 10 year deal, he's 34. You understand what I'm saying? Well, like, uh, what about uh, homie that just signed the 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 bigger deal, the 13 or 15 year or something crazy? Which one was that? Tatis? No, no, it Wander was Franco, maybe. Well, not even. No, uh, what about what's the, the other Tampa kid? Bay kid? No, uh, well, not that too. But and like, we're talking about Soto turned down the 13 million. No, deal. I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact the big 13 million, 13 year deal was signed right after the postseason in Tampa Bay. Didn't Bryce just do that? Yeah, but I'm talking about. I, I, now, now let's run this back real quick. Are we talking about a, a veteran? Getting his second or third contract, because then we're talking about Bryce Harper. No, what's but the I'm kid that about came? Oh, Machado. Wasn't that the big long long deal? Wasn't that a long deal in San Diego? Yeah, but they're they're pretty much all long. Deals but was before. that his second deal? It was his first free agent deal. But what, so I'm saying, how old was he when he first when he probably signed? Probably 27. That? He was 27 when he signed that shit. So he's got a yeah a, a deal that's going to take until he's 40. Yeah, that's rough. But then you have a guy like where you see what Tampa Bay started to do, and Nationals try to do it with Soto. You offer like a you know, a team-friendly deal at, like, a huge number. So when you see $400 million in front of you, you're like, oh, how can I not take that? But it's over 13 years, and they, the kid's 20. So that's a big risk on the team because it's guaranteed money in baseball. But if it works out, then you got this guy that would hit free agency in six years, seven years, that's locked up for seven more years at that point. If he hits free agency in seven years, his contract will be double. Wander Franco, 11 years, $182 million. Which, by the way, you said... What did, no, you didn't say anything about this contract. You said the Soto deal was a little bit of a robbery. And I, we say robbery tongue-in-cheek. We all know these guys are trillionaires at this point. But, like, the... the, the what? Yeah. I mean, Soto's not. Soto will be. Yeah. I'm saying, but, like, the, the contract that he denied was... 13 years, not enough money. You okay. could say, you could be like, oh, look at the dollar amount at the back end of it. It's like, that's a lot of money to, to turn down. He's going to make more money than that playing free agency and playing arbitration throughout the next 10 years. There's no doubt in my mind. Because Uncle Steve is going to come a real bad injury. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. He's going to be a Met before you know it. All right. Well, that's the baseball stuff because, again, you have to, we got to keep updated with all that. Uh, the combine did go down over the weekend, uh, but more headlines are starting to uh, surface because free agency is right around the corner. And also, the deadline to tag your players with the franchise tag is tomorrow, 4 o'clock. So there's a lot of eyes on a lot of players, one being your boy, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. He said that, you know, there's, there's, he wants to make a decision before that time. So between now and then, we're going to get a final decision as to where Aaron Rodgers will it's be in 2022. It's funny how it ends up being Tuesday is the date that Aaron Rodgers kind of basically said, you know, you'll know by Tuesday. And I think he's just waiting on the Devontae Adams thing. They need to tag Devontae today or tomorrow because otherwise you lose that exclusive window to negotiate. If you're the Packers or, I mean, Gutenkust, right, your, your GM out there, is, is the priority no matter what to re-sign Devontae Adams long-term regardless of who the quarterback is? No. It's not. Absolutely not. So if, if, if Rodgers comes back and says, you know what, guys, I love you, but I'm, I'm kind of done, I'm checked out, I'm done. Do you think they're just like, all right, Adams, I think that see money, you later, too? I think that money shifts immediately towards... Jair? Jair's already getting paid. We know that. We, we read that this morning. Yeah. Um, I think that shifts towards maybe a Von Miller. <laughs> I think that there's other things. If Devontae walks, I think the plan B has to be, look, guys, Aaron, 
we're going to give Von Miller a ton of money. We're going to give Jair a ton of money. We're going to pick out another receiver. We'll go get him for you. That's how I think it's going to play out. I don't think Rodgers is definitely It's going to be Chris gone. Godwin. There's not going to be any lag. <laughs> That's what's going to no, happen. No, but look, there's there's some maybe a little Amari Cooper action. Hey. hey, you know, I'm tired of, I mean, that, that's another story in itself, but I'm so tired of people saying there's rumors out there that X, Y, and Z team are interested in Amari Cooper. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Amari Cooper is still a member of the Dallas Cowboys. That's tampering, homie. Can't do it, so leave us alone, all right? He's not released yet. Neither is Tank Lawrence. None of this shit's happening yet, so everybody just calm down, or at least the Cowboy fans need to calm down. Stimmy comes in. What up, Stimmy? Good morning. Yo, actually, yo, yo. I feel like I'm I feel actually free. surprised. That, <laughs> I'm actually surprised that there's a lot of teams out there that want to sign Devontae Adams. Like, I'm not talking about teams. Why I are you surprised? He's the best receiver in football. Because it just doesn't work out. On like, I, as a Packer fan, I want him because it, I have a, an allegiance. But I don't want to sign this big free agent receiver at the highest contract value of all time because it hinders your team going forward. There's no doubt about it. I said it about Aaron, Aaron Jones. But you're about last to do year. that with the with, with him on the Packers, of course. And like I said, I'm willing to make the concession on that because I think we're close and we could buck all the trends about receivers on their second and third contracts with the group that we have. We've been close. But understanding the dynamics of the way the NFL works, Devontae Adams, you shouldn't be paying your receivers $30 million a season. It's just that simple. You need to pay three receivers $10 million a year, $12, $13 million a year, maybe one guy like 18 That's about it. You can't spend all your money in one place. And Devontae is great, but if you look at the Packers' record over the last two seasons in the games that Devontae didn't play, they're just fine. I don't even think they have a loss. I think that they're I'm, undefeated. I'm very surprised to hear this coming from you. Now, now, like I said, Devontae leaves. I think there's a very strong chance Aaron Rodgers leaves. There's a lot of reasons why I want Devontae back in town. Because, But the first move has the domino that, that everybody's calling Rodgers the domino. I think the domino is Devontae Adams. Everybody doesn't know what they're talking about. I don't necessarily know what I'm talking about in terms of the dominoes, but I think that the Rodgers domino is not going to fall until we know what's going on. That's what on I just with said. Devontae Adams. Adams is the first domino. Rodgers is here. If if you don't sign Adams and he falls this way, Rodgers will be like, all right. <laughs> and he just falls the other way. You know, because I don't think there, there's no reason to bring both of those guys back if not one. They're like lamb and tuna fish. You know, everybody's like, "What's Rodgers waiting for?" If he knew what he was going to do, and it's like, "That's bull." Do you just not leave know? The fuck alone. Do you not know what <laughs> like, he's waiting for? Just looking at what what we just talked about for the last fifteen minutes about today's the deadline for franchise tag day. He wants his boy back. Yes, he's he's playing his position. It doesn't mean all is lost if Devontae's gone. I don't think Aaron definitely leaves. Like I said, but at this point, he needs to let the Packers know that if you don't bring Devontae back, I'm probably out because. That's his leverage. We'll see how things shake out after that. It's going to be a, uh, a crazy, uh, what is it, 24, 20, 28 hours for you. Uh, because you're going to find out what the 2022 Packers are going to be not about. It's going to be crazy. I'm just going to sit here and do what I normally do, and I'm going to get the update on my phone and be like, ah, oh, I knew it. You know what? I, 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 I marked this down right now. That if something good happens in regards to Rodgers or Adams, he will show a lot of emotion and being happy. If something doesn't happen, right, this is – Truth be told, if something doesn't happen in his favor, he'll say, well, the, the cap situation, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. No, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, I'm going to be in peril. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. If Devontae leaves and Aaron Rodgers sticks around, then I'll be like, oh, sad. But understanding, like, we might like actually the Cowboys be in lost a better Bryant, position. You know? We might actually be in a better position going forward. But, you know. How much forward are you even getting out of Rodgers? You know what I'm saying? If Rodgers sticks around and Devontae leaves, we will have a decent amount of money with all the reworks that we've had and Rodgers' new contract. All these things said, there could be a potential Von Miller in town. There could be a potential. There could be other guys. So Von Miller doesn't really excite me. He, I mean, I'd much rather have the Honey Badger. You give me Von Miller and Rashawn Gary, that excites me. Get Jalen Smith. Back. I don't really think that the Packers need secondary help. That's where I think our strength lies on defense. Getting to the quarterback is the most important thing in football. Well, the Honey Badger uh, also said he's going to be testing free agency. And, of course, all the flags go off about the Cowboys. We've been saying, like, oh, they need safety. We don't have any money. So it doesn't matter what we want. They're, they're too worried about staying under the cap before it even matters. That's the part that bothers me the most is because there's a certain date on the NFL calendar that you have to be under the cap, right? It's not today. It's not tomorrow. It's not two weeks from now. But yet the Cowboys are so crazed about it. They're so hell-bent about staying under the cap. It's almost like the Yankees. Stay under the luxury tax. Stay, oh, my God, we can't go over. The Cowboys are going to make all these premature moves and realize that they just are worse for it. 
I'm like I'm like wiping my hands clean right now of the Dallas Cowboys because I, I just I'm so sick and tired of them getting rid of their best players. And you know what's going to happen? Cooper's going to go somewhere, and Demarcus uh, Lawrence is going to go somewhere. And they're going to win a fucking Super Bowl, just like Demarcus Ware did. It's just the same thing. You let your All Pro best player go, and that's what happens. The Cowboys are pissing me off right now, and I don't really want to talk about them anymore. So I won't. How about that? So, yeah, the franchise tag deadline is tomorrow. So there's going to be some movement in the NFL tomorrow, or today, rather, within the next 28 hours um, uh, of guys that are going to be tagged and stay. And whether the tag is something that they stick with the entire year, that's on them. But the tag usually is a placeholder for a longer-term deal. That's usually how it works. <sighs> right. Jets would be one of the best suitors. Very young and tons of draft picks. And that's talking about Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams. So he wants Adams to the Jets. I don't foresee that. Um, the whole buying a house in Vegas thing, I don't really buy too much stock into that. Like, everybody needs an off-season home, right? And who wants to stay in Green Bay? Like I said, yeah, I there's been, nothing to do in Green Bay. What these guys do with their money, like, it could be he just likes Vegas. You know, right. He's a West Coast guy. He's got to be careful. And don't get in trouble. <laughs> maybe, he does, maybe he does go to the Raiders. If he, does, if he does leave Green Bay, I would like him to go to the Raiders because I have a couple buddies that are Raider fan friends, and it'll be like, yeah, hey, you have this guy, but you're also <laughs> still going to suck because you're paying him too much, and you're not quite there yet. And you're just about to give Derek Carr an extension as well. So that, that could be a thing. So that's stuff to keep your eyes on uh, for the next couple of days. Um, but, yeah, uh, fingers crossed this is the most optimistic I've been about a Jets in a while. I was saying that the other day um, that I feel like the Jets – I say this almost every year, but I feel like for whatever reason, Salah second year, Zach Wilson started to come on at the end of the year. You get them that the young running game. They just started with this Elijah, uh, which I'm called, uh, what the hell is his name? Carter kid, right? You got Elijah Moore on the outside. Now you add a, a piece there. You get yourself a tight end. They've been working on the offensive line. The Jets team could be okay, man. And in a division now where it's not, I'm not going to say wide open because Buffalo is going to be good for the foreseeable future, but you know, Miami looks to be in a little bit of a rebuild with Tua and, and that new coaching staff. And then New England, who the fuck knows what's going to happen with there. They lose their, their they lose their OC. Their DC's on crack. You know, like it's just it's a lot of moving parts in the AFC East, and the Jets can make some noise. And the draft capital that they have. Two top ten picks, they're going to make some yeah. noise. I mean, the Jets have been in this spot a couple times in the last decade where they've, had, two picks a, like they've this? had some money and some picks, maybe not two, but promise going forward, yeah. new coach, new regime. And until the Jets show me, I'm just not going to get excited about the Jets. Yeah, they're I very do, I do team, think yeah. that the quarterback is the main thing here, though. All those other pieces that you're talking about, they could all be good or bad. If the quarterback is good, the Jets will compete very soon. That's what it comes down to for me. If Zach Wilson is the man, like they drafted him to be the man, then the Jets will be good. I agree. Got a tough AFC, though. Oh, AFC is absolutely loaded. Absolutely loaded. Um, yeah, so that's that. <sighs> Anything else, Cooch? That's the show, I think, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm sure that there's tons of things that I wanted to talk about that I I'm sure as soon as we of. hit stop, it's going to be like, oh, wait, hold on. Quick. One more thing. You know, like, that's just the way it is. But we do want to thank everybody for joining us today. Make sure you like the video. Subscribe to the channel. We did have a nice little boost uh, on Friday. We really... Uh, take a pay yes that you're just seeing that now kyle yeah no they asked him to take a pay cut yesterday and he said no so uh no we didn't talk about that i was talking about the fact that they're probably going to release him now and i bring this up actually good point good segue um or at least good topic of conversation i was telling this to gooch before i was trying to use a good analogy as to how the workplace is uh going forward so like you 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 offered tank uh, a restructure right can you please do this for us he came back and said no gooch are you walking into work the same way the next day now i'm not talking about the coaches because the coaches don't give yeah. a shit but like are you do you feel a little hostility like you didn't want to help your team out per se no not one bit i think in lockstep most if not all teammates will be on the, the player's side of things and don't ever expect somebody to take a pay cut because who the fuck are you to tell somebody what to do? I agree. He could have gotten a, a, a shitty deal early that he knew. You he know did. What? He might have taken things like where I'm going to get paid at the back end and now you're asking me to take a pay cut. No. You want to restructure and move money around for me? Maybe we could have a conversation about that. And in fact, we could definitely have a conversation about that. So maybe they that. worded it wrong. But That's also maybe, maybe maybe Demarcus Lawrence is looking at the thing and being like, look, if, we're, if you want me to free up some money to go get somebody that's one thing but if you just want to free up some money so like i could just stick around and we're going to be the same team then no you get what i'm saying like if you were you got like a possible guy to come there and play next to him and it's like all right you know we we want to bring this guy in this will help us win a title 
then you, we need you to take a little bit less. Then he could look at the situation a little bit differently. But as far as the front office and the players, that's a completely different thing. Look what's going on with Major League Baseball. You think the players are going to go into work and be like, this is weird? It's like, no, once it's time well, to that's play. No, but it's been known that there's friction. Like, now this causes friction, I think. Of course, but this is par for the course in the NFL. Player, There's about a handful of players on every team that are upset with their contract. You play Madden, mm-hmm. right? It, you would go through I the haven't player, played in forever, the, but, yeah. but you understand when you're when you're doing franchise mode and you got to deal with like a disgruntled player. There's no, <laughs> it's no different. You know, it's no, it's no different. It's right. the NFL. This has been things that these guys have been dealing with for their entire professional career. And if you deal with it wrong, then you know, I guess that's on you, and teams will start to get the word on that. Yeah. But as of now, he's entitled to his money. Absolutely. If he is. got hurt, he'll get cut in a heartbeat. He might get cut anyway. You know, so there's post, no love Listen, post-June cut, uh, they would be saving between Cooper and DeMarcus Lawrence. The Cowboys would save $39 million. So, so when do you see the players in football get to go up and be like, say you're on your rookie contract, right, and you're, you're winning all these games, you're doing all this shit for your team, and do you get to go to them and be like, look, I got two more years left, I understand, but I'm doing a lot better than what I'm getting paid right now. You guys should give me more money. The NFL teams aren't like, yeah, here. Well, they have. Who? I'm saying, like, guys like Kyler Murray doing just that right now. Yeah, because he's due for an extension soon, and he's a quarterback, so he's playing his position. But the team isn't just saying here. No, no. I'm, no, no, it's got to be negotiated. Right. There's all that, all that goes into it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, Mahomes did it just after two years as a starter. But he was a, what, a backup for one? So he was there for but three we're years. Talking about, yeah, and we're talking about when quarterbacks' contracts are about to be up. This is all par for the course. Like, every quarterback right. is starting to talk contract at the, at the same exact time in the NFL. And Mahomes, which just happened to be a Super Bowl champion or damn near it going into that year. I'm not sure the year <laughs> he signed. But when you're talking quarterback, it's a lot different than when you're talking defensive edge. It's that simple. Right. You know, you get those deals done. Kyle said Burrow might ask for another contract <laughs> right now. Two years in, he might come out and say, look, I can blast my knee all over again. I need some insurance. Um, but he was and, all, and, he's also got a nice honest, rookie deal. With a team like the Bengals, Burrow might be hard-pressed to get any type of money. He from might be the future Cowboys quarterback. <laughs> because the Bengals historically have just not spent money. Correct. And I know Joe Burrow might be a different reason to spend some money, but they're not going to have any choice if you're going to keep him around. And it's going to be after next season, yes, 100%. All right. We'll see. We'll see. There was a couple comments coming in. Uh, something about the Knicks. Um, they're back-to-back tonight. I think they're playing Sacramento on the West Coast. Uh, probably up for about an hour of that game and then just not off into oblivion. Uh, but I won't be I, – I, I don't know. I faded the Knicks last night. Well, Kyle faded the Knicks last night, and so I did too. Um, Suns with a bad beat. Just a, not, not the greatest day yesterday, bet-wise, but it wasn't terrible. Um, but we'll see. Uh, true or false, Deshaun Watson plays in an NFL game next season. True. False. He's done. He's done? I don't, I mean, until I see something, it's just completely speculation. How can he a didn't player play. be removed from the game without being removed from the game? I mean, explain how this season went down. I don't know. Well, he was on the roster. Case in point. He was on the roster. If the Texans decided to start him, he was starting. That's the problem. He wasn't suspended. Yeah, no, I know. So Crazy. He wasn't suspended last year, didn't play. Nobody knows anything about what happened. I still know nothing about what happened, so until I know a little bit more, I'm not going to yeah. say he's going to play because they just completely, completely held him out. But he got paid a lot. If he gets if he gets traded, then he'll get suspended. That is the uh, the uh, Roger Goodell 101 right there. He'll suspend him as soon as he lands in a, in a, another place where he can succeed because he sure as shit ain't going to succeed in Houston. Oh, boy. The Bengals don't even have an indoor facility. Yeah, I know. We're well aware. All right. So with that being said, we want to thank you guys for joining us on the Chop Sports Daily. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Go to over, check over. Uh, yep, I can speak. Chopsportsmedia.com for the full podcast lineup. Like I said, we got a bunch of podcasts we're re- uh, recording today. Um, big things coming for us because we got you know a bunch of new sponsors coming in. The new desk. Things are on the up and ups uh, for Chop Sports. So the district attorney went forward with the charges on nine girls. Okay, well, then that's that's... Whoopsie daisy. Here we go. We'll see. We'll see how I mean, that plays I, out. I feel like if that was an actual thing, that it would be more. No, I think he's, he's right. He's right. I remember reading that last week. Out of all the cases, nine of them are criminally charged. How'd so, they get that brushed under the rug where the public isn't all over it? Because they're talking about Aaron Rodgers' foot and Aaron Rodgers' COVID situation and then the COVID protocols and COVID, 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 COVID. And it's just, you forget about, I don't know, rape, <laughs> domestic abuse, and all this other shit that they should be talking about, but they don't. Because they'd rather talk about guys getting under the salary cap. It's going to piss me off. All right. I'm done. It's over. Starch, Gooch, Dina.
See you guys tomorrow. Like the video, people. Yes, please.